0: Welcome back. If you're still here, that means you survived our two-parter, <laughs> which is not something we're planning on doing every week, obviously. Uh, but that just, we had to do it. There was too many good things to, to read through in that last episode. So anyway, thanks for joining us again. This week's episode is titled, By the Gift and Power of Fraud. Do we mean fraud or God uh, in there, Dave? Uh, it's by by the well, Smith, yeah.
1: Smith obviously claimed to do many things by the so-called gift and power of God, including translating the Book of Mormon. But it, what it was more accurately is nothing but fraud that he employed. So
0: yeah, that's right. And so, what's the point behind the episode? It's pretty much what David just kicked off there. And that is this concept of Joseph claiming that by the gift and power of God, he translated this ancient record. And as we look at the record today, and as we employ any understanding of things like (laughs) history, science, physics, um, you know, just, just plain logic... Uh, which could be a cop-out for some people, so you have to bring in things like sciences and history and so forth, We, we see quite apparently that there is a lot of simply fraudulent material in the book. And how do we mean that? Well, I'm sure many of you listeners are aware of the dozens and dozens and dozens of anachronisms in the Book of Mormon. And the word anachronism essentially meaning something out of place or time mm-hmm. uh, and so it doesn't fit right now again there's a lot of that there's also stuff that's just plain what's the phrase we want to use unscientific, unscientific right uh unrealistic not not functional scientifically uh so really nothing to do with an anachronism per se just it wouldn't work it's just
1: not not it's even not, plausible let alone, possible. yeah, not logi- I mean. not
0: logistically possible, right? And so, there's so many we could pick out of the Book of Mormon. Uh, literally, there are dozens, probably a total of a hundred or two. I don't know how many. Uh, so, what we decided to focus on today was essentially just one story in the Book of Mormon: the story of the Jaredites to illustrate some of these anachronisms and and just completely illogical, fraudulent things that came out of the imagination of Joseph Smith, who had a great imagination, much creativity, not a whole lot of understanding of history, <laughs> evidently, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but or, or sciences, uh, but hey, good imagination. So we'll talk about that, but we all know how it goes by now. Before we jump into the actual episode, we have to talk about... The LDS Church in the, the news. news. So, as if someone knew <laughs> what the title of our episode was going to be this week by the gift and power of fraud, here's uh, an LDS News article that came out. It's kind of a long title, but check this out. The LDS Church adds a new step for members using quitmormon.com to resign, comma complains of fraud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. If that ain't the the pot calling the kettle black, as yeah. they say, right?
1: Exactly what I was thinking of that analogy,
0: yes. I, yeah, I jump right to the comments section and there's a guy that says, isn't this a double negative, a fraudulent <laughs> organization complaining of fraud? And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so I'm going to read this. A little bit. It's actually a lengthy article. Uh, it's kind of a lengthy article. It surprised me. Uh, the but So I'm obviously going to read everything verbatim, but I'll tell you what it's talking about. And then David and I have kind of a little, I don't want to call it a disclaimer, a clarification thing. We want to throw out at you guys about our, our perspective on church as a whole, the leaders of the church, etc. Our take on that, our perspective, if you will. And then we'll jump into the, the meat, as they say, of the episode. So, to right to it. So, I'll start it off, and you'll <clears throat> you guys will get a quick understanding of what we're talking about in this first little paragraph here. Uh, by the thousands, one time Latter-day Saints have turned to an immigration lawyer in Salt Lake City for help. They want to resign their church membership without having to interact with a bishop or any other lay leader. Right. Mark Noggle largely through Reddit, has cultivated a unique and free service through his QuitMormon.com website. The Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints has largely complied with the more than 40,000 legal letters Noggle has sent its way since late 2015, but it recently added a new restriction amid some growing frustration— those who use his service to resign their membership must now provide a notarized letterer. Oh, what the hell? Yeah, so they're adding some sand to the gears there. The reason? An attorney for the church says Noggle and quitmormon.com have sent too many fraudulent requests, including one for Thomas S. Monson, <laughs> late church president. He wanted his records removed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Well, I heard that he
1: was just sick and tired of not being able to drink coffee.
0: That, I know, that, that even it. in the afterlife, right? Yeah, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, who knows? It could have come while he was still alive. I don't, I don't know. But so you guys need to read this. This is uh, from the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, we'll put a link on the podcast on Mormon, mormontalk.com Mormontalk.com uh, website. Uh, or mormontalk.org. I don't even remember what our domain is. <laughs> Whichever one you type in, you'll get there. Uh, and I'll put in a link to this article for you to read. It's actually kind of a lengthy article, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, but it, it basically, the concept here is the church wants to add this because they say there's there's a bunch of letters uh, that have come in that are fraudulent. Noggle says, well, I don't If there were, they weren't really brought to my attention. The Thomas S. Monson one was, and that kind of slipped under the radar. Somebody was probably being humorous there. There haven't been a ton of fraudulent requests, Uh, but he's great. You know, he's like, look, if the church wants to add that, then we'll just do it. And so he went out to Reddit and he said, does anybody have notary service they could provide as a a free service, you know, to, to people wanting to do this? And he got like a list of 55 people so far who said, yeah, I'm a notary. I'll, I'll contribute to the cause. How awesome is that? Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. 55. Yeah.
0: So far. Yeah. Right. And so more could come, but he's like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to include a notary service for free and we'll just notarize those and get them off, you know, to the, to the church. So interesting stuff. Mm. Um So uh, Noggle's persistence isn't going to end. He says McConkie should expect more resignation requests soon after he adapts his website in the next few weeks to start accepting notarized letters. Oh, incidentally, we say McConkie. So the the initial process was to send it to the membership department in the church. Mm -hmm. The church changed that after a while, and they said, hey, send all these to Curtin McConkie, our law firm, instead of the membership department. And so... Noggle did that and started sending him there. So uh, the the church repeatedly spelled out that there are other ways people intent on resigning can do so. They can talk to their bishop. <laughs> Quote, who will ensure the person understands what this will mean for their membership, unquote. Yeah, I think they understand. That's why they want to get the hell out. Um Yeah.
1: They don't want to waste the bishop's time or their own. No. Why,
0: Why would you? Yeah. Uh, interesting. It talks about how Quit Mormon came to be, how that whole site came about. Um, it gives you a, a, a kind of a case study or a story about one, one woman who went through the, the process and what her departure story is like why she did it why she submitted her request for resignation uh or removal of rights talks about the church's concerns the impact of quit mormon on membership yeah interesting article anyway highly recommended like i said we'll we'll send you out the link so so dave we wanted to just provide a quick little blurb to clarify our our mentality our our ideology around doing this program so last episode especially last last two-parter it could come across that we're kind of like bashing on these leaders and these these people uh, that we have like all this animosity I think that would probably be a little incorrect this isn't uh, something that makes us happy that right that, that these guys did this stuff. Right and and created this institution and and it doesn't make us happy to point out the kind of stuff that we pointed out in our two parter. Uh, it could come across as wow, these guys just get off on this; they're just happy about this, you know. Uh, and it's actually kind of the reverse. I mean, you shared some thoughts, Dave, on that.
1: Well, it's sad it it's saddening. And, uh, w- what my hope is, and I'm sure you share in this is that some of the things that we bring up might spark something in, in one of you who listens, uh, either as a new idea or a springboard to make a, a, a move in a certain area, a certain direction to, uh, incite, uh, some, subject that you want to now study, hadn't thought about that before, oh, I probably should look into that. It's all based on trying to assist those of you who are doubting, who are leaving, and those who have already left as well.
0: Right, and you know, some of this is humorous, when you point out just the absolute absurdity or whatever. Uh, Honestly, when when you laugh about something like this, in a way, it's kind of a cover-up for how sad it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, the damage that these people have done. I mean, you could laugh all day, for example, at some of the things that uh, Brigham Young said, which were just ludicrous, right? And and just that people, that somebody would say that kind of a thing, it's kind of like laughing right but it's it's similar to like laughing at something hitler said right which is you know it's like a comic relief but you're really using the laughter to cover up something that was just heinous and and terrible really you know it's 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 sad Mm -hmm. at at the core it's not funny at the core um no well
1: well said i think you described that really
0: well we try to make light of it and and have some humor around it because that's one way to kind of deal with this thing and, and get beyond it, you know, and, and, and try to make it a little lighter. Uh, So, yeah. So anyway, that's enough on that. Uh, So let's jump into the topic here. Remember we're going to talk about just the story of the Jaredites as some examples of anachronisms and illogical stuff and, and, again just to point out this by the gift and power of god may not have totally been what people what what Joseph wanted people to think <laughs> so oh
1: man i mean that it's just a wide wide open to interpretation what the hell does that mean the gift and power of god uh we know what kind of uh, utilities, I guess tools he was using, yeah <laughs> and, and the lack of them as well in bringing this stuff forth so one of one of the stories, another story in the Book of Mormon that insults the reader's intelligence is this story of the Jaredites, which takes place at the Tower of Babel. so refresh my memory is that twenty two hundred BC
0: something like that, yep. yeah, yeah. Couple thousand okay. BC. Yeah. Right. Three thousand BC, I think. Closer, closer to three thousand BC. Yeah. A yeah, while whatever. ago. Whatever. And a so while ago.
1: Joseph <laughs> knew all about that history, of course. Yes. And what was going on and what was available in the world back then. And and just like the Nephites, you know, they're in the old world. They gotta get to the new world. Uh, gonna gonna need a boat. Okay. So what kind of a boat? should we use and what kind of materials are available to build that boat Mm -hmm. how many of us are going to go on this trip what do we need to take with us see there's there's logistics there and he's just pulling some of this shit out of his ass i mean it's just (laughs) it's just ridiculous as as they're building okay let's get going on this as this brother of jared is is building a these boats and trying to figure out how it's all going to work. Apparently the Lord comes to him and says, well, what are you going to do for light?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, isn't that a role reversal? So yeah. The brother of Jared be asking God, what am I going to do for light? So here, here, here comes God <laughs> kind of as a prompter. Yeah. Uh, have you thought this through very well yet? Cause what are you going to do for light? <laughs> you, you can't have a fire. Well, thanks God. <laughs> <laughs> that's helpful uh, you can't have glass windows because glass will not be developed for two thousand more years and won't be won't be the transparent type of glass for thirty seven hundred more years so <laughs> I, I, I guess you aren't going to have glass. <laughs>
0: and, and the the brother of Jared, Mahanrai, right? This was Mahanrai. Yeah. This wasn't Jared, right? This according to, according to Joseph. Um, right. So yeah, he he understands what God means when he says you can't have glass, right? Because he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I understand what glass is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Go on.
1: <laughs> okay. So, you know, Smith liked like stones he liked his seer stones his peep Mm -hmm. stones so that's a good that's a good thing let's just have god touch these stones there's going to be two for each barge let's Mm -hmm. call it call it a barge submarine so there's 16 of these magic stones that when god touches them boom they light up so hey problem solved that was easy thanks man that was a close one yeah so we we're we're well on our way now but let's see now what do we need to take with us oh how long's the voyage going to be do we know ahead of time well what, let's see we not-
0: logistically speaking an old ship right from the old world i don't know from exactly where they would be launching but let's say you know one of the closer points from the middle east <laughs> uh All the way to uh, where does he claim they landed? Was it South America or North America? Or do we know? Was it Central America? I don't know if we We even know.
1: Nobody knows. There is no geographical evidence for Jaredites or Nephites in this
0: new world. Well, so an old sailboat, what is that? A month or two of sailing? Maybe three months? I don't even know. Maybe we should look it up. Uh, I would say, I'd say a couple months. Sailing time from Europe to America. Let's just say Europe. So a 19th century sailing ship took about six weeks.
1: There, you were right
0: on, man. Two yeah. months. All right. Let's
1: say let's say they Month ran into a, a couple storms and okay. the wind wasn't in their favor. And that's, well, wait a minute. They don't have sails on these boats. Oh, so they don't? No. Why? So... We don't need any kind of propulsion. We're just going to let the, the currents. And and of course, we're experts in those ocean currents. We know exactly how they work, where they're located, and which direction they're going to, you know, push us. So
0: well, and then uh, God said, "I'll drive the boats forth with a great wind." Right? He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna p- with- <laughs> push the boats across the water with wind, even though they don't have sails. So they must have had like. Uh, Like a flat back. There you go. Made out of wood or something, like a pseudo sail that he could push with wind.
1: Well, that would be nice, except that we're told in the description that the ends were peaked.
0: Oh, so they. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. So they were aerodynamic. They really couldn't be pushed by wind unless they were going sideways. That would suck.
1: All right, let's stay with just the basics. We got our we got our light figured out. Okay. Now these things are said to he uses the word tight like six times, very repetitive. Tight and would hold water like a dish. Okay. Okay, So they're waterproof. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But how are we going to get air into the boats? Oh. I mean, we're going to need a constant supply of fresh air. Sure. Uh, it would be nice if it was circulated a little bit as well mm-hmm. for some reasons that we'll bring up in a minute here. <laughs> why we need the air to be circulated. Um, so what's the answer to that little problem, Mike? Uh,
0: cut a hole. <laughs> <laughs> cut a hole in the boat
1: cut two. Hell, cut two holes. Okay,
0: well why would you be cutting two holes?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> yeah.
0: I think we know why if you read the story. So he says cut a hole in the top, right? And when and you know, you can undo that little it's like a porthole, I guess, in a submarine yeah. or something. Pull that thing open. Ah, fresh air. Well, if there's water coming in, well, you better close that hole. <laughs> that that. Thanks God. You now, know that's. But okay, Because they're submerged sometimes. Right,
1: even though they're light on the water, like unto a fowl. Right. They, they end up underwater for periods of time. Okay. Which would be pretty tenuous. Uh,
0: so he's, I, I've got another is, little
1: problem here with this whole thing. Right. So they're, they're perfectly tight. Right. So yeah. th- does that mean that they built like the bottom got, loaded all the shit in there? I should be a little more specific animals of every kind, mm-hmm. all the people themselves, okay. the food they would need to survive the people, the, the food the animals would need to survive. And then they they closed it off. They built it from while they were inside and did the other half of the boat. I can't see them pushing all this all the equipment and animals and themselves through these little holes. No, whoops. you're
0: right. They would have had whoops. Yeah, that's a whoops. Yeah, they would have had to bring everybody on board and then finish the top of the boat, finish, I guess.
1: Finish, yep. Yeah. And sure. so
0: they cut this hole and then he says put a hole in the bottom too. Right? One on the top, one on the bottom. And and there's actually some It goes on for a few verses, I think. He tries to talk about the concept of air pressure. Like when you unstop the top hole, you can't unstop the bottom as well. Because (laughs) water would just rush in, right? But if the top hole's plugged up, you can open the bottom hole. And the air pressure will keep the water from rushing in the bottom of the boat. And yeah. you, I guess you could do some fishing through well, the bottom hole, <laughs> right? No, they, they brought an aquarium of
1: fish with them.
0: Oh, they did?
1: Yes, they did.
0: An aquarium.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> not the word, but I don't have the verse in front of me. They brought a container with fish in it uh, so, and the honeybee. So don't freshwater honeybee.
0: fish. So freshwater I, fish, I, I, I guess.
1: Now, now, I guess none of these things are available in, in the new land. So that's why they had to bring all this stuff like Noah's Ark, oh. except that, uh, are they eating these animals? Is that why they're, they have all the animals because that's their food source. So I guess the uncooked meat thing is happening again because there can't be any fires. Right. Uh, Uh-oh. now we're told specifically, um, that they bring cows. And believe it or not, they talk about elephants. Uh, It it might be in reference to once they got here. Um, A single cow eats a a bale and a half of hay every day and drinks about 10 gallons of water. So on a 344-day voyage, just one cow needs six tons of hay and 3,000 gallons of fresh water. Wow. No, no problem. No problem. God, we're not told how big these boats are, but except that it says they were small. <laughs> That's a very first descriptive word in the verse there. There's and they small. were small.
0: Yeah. But they <laughs> okay. were the length of a tree, right? Which, what yeah, well, are we talking about a redwood tree or are we talking about so an oak oh, yeah. tree?
1: Well, what kind of trees were there in the Holy Land? Well, no, this, well, yeah, this is Babylon, whatever, the, the, the tower of well, Babel. Know,
0: yeah, they didn't have redwood trees. Redwood trees could be like 100 feet tall or 200 feet tall, right? I mean, they get tall. Yeah. This is not a redwood tree length. This is... Uh, hopefully, it's not an olive tree length. <laughs> that would really suck. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So, right. uh, basically, what about all the excrement? And there, There's the air oh, circulation dude. question. Yeah. It, if you had two... It says specifically two of, um, of each animal, two animals of every kind and flocks and herds. They also took bees and an aquarium of fish. There it is. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> so how much poo poo <laughs> is, is there? And where are we, what are we just throw, pushing it out the small hole? uh well you'd have to
0: shovel it out the bottom hole i think maybe that was the reason for the bottom hole
1: okay that makes sense so
0: you keep that top hole plugged you open the bottom hole there's ocean water sitting there and you just shove all the shit into the ocean i guess i mean yeah and then people could use it too you'd be like i'm gonna just squat over the hole (laughs) right okay bottom
1: line Even one day in such an environment would be intolerable, if not fatal.
0: Well, bottom line, yeah. Sorry,
1: Sorry, guys. Yeah, Uh, I hate to be so logistical and so scientific. It's really a problem of mine. I need to knock that shit off.
0: (laughs) Well, where where are they going? I'm going back on the cow for a minute. Where are they going to get three thousand gallons of fresh water for even a single? cow this is not all the animals right I mean this is just one cow Uh, not to mention the people themselves all the other animals needing fresh water how are they going to store that Uh, 3,000 gallons is like 24,000 pounds of water Um, so these things better be steel bottomed I guess right we've got some steel boats sure Okay.
1: There's plenty of steel back then in 2200 BC or whatever it was. It sure. We got steel swords and you know, okay. even though that won't be developed for a couple thousand more years or more. Huh. Uh oh boy. So, so yeah. did
0: they open the top hole and it rains into the boats and that's where they get there their fresh you water. Go. Okay.
1: There you go. What you would need as a boat about the size what do you think, logistically, if you were actually going to do this, probably about a, a two to three hundred foot. Yeah, so, you'd
0: have to do the redwood tree length. So length yeah. of a tree would really have to be like a sequoia redwood tree.
1: And I, I'm curious about this uh, tight tightness of this thing. How did they, did they develop some kind of... Uh, now in noah's ark it says pitch yeah you shall pitch it within and without with pitch whatever the hell like you know tar tar uh guess. like stap or tar i don't know but it's gonna have to hold it uh, against the ocean this isn't just being submerged in water it's in the ocean
0: right which is very powerful Certainly. Yeah. For and salt, salt water, I guess. I mean, I'm not a chemist, but I, I guess salt water, I don't know. Is it any more or less abrasive to pitch or tar? I guess more, right? I well, mean,
1: it, it, it is to metal. Yeah. So.
0: so I guess, but whatever, let's say it was a tar or pitch. Um, man, that's a hell of a job. I mean, how many people do they have to make these things? What's their time frame?
1: Well, it says that there's 22 men along with their wives and children, so you're talking about maybe 70, 80 people.
0: Okay. Building you know, eight of these things, they're eight. So you've over a hundred feet long. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, but they were small. Uh, you said.
1: That's the first word. They were small and light upon the water. Even though the weight from the size of the vessel itself would be Hmm. quite heavy, and and I I don't know if there's any reference to where the hell they were when they built these things, and which you know ocean or whatever they uh, left from, because they were in in Babel,
0: the Tigris,
1: Euphrates River, and up in there. This isn't this isn't Jerusalem.
0: No, well, so they had it they'd have to go southwest to go through the Persian Gulf, or they would have had yep. to go through Europe and get out of the Mediterranean Sea, I guess which
1: uh, um, would be a, a, a year's travel if they went the western route, right. Uh, and and so they didn't build them first obviously they waited till they got there and then all these materials were available Mm -hmm. uh while they're doing this no one is impeding their progress no one's stopping to ask questions or maybe harass them or say you know what what's going on man like they did with noah yeah noah they left you know apparently laughed him off the face of the earth almost (laughs) what's going on buddy it's gonna rain man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just leave the old man alone yeah he's he's, he's harmless he's a little cuckoo <laughs> so oh. uh, have we covered the ludicrous stuff i mean it's just I,
0: that's probably the bulk of it um well i just don't how i don't know man like how do you have food and water for all i mean this is a noah's mark conversation how does it
1: not go bad okay let's say yeah. again let's say they're big enough which is crazy but let's say they did build them big enough to hold all this stuff how do you keep the food net from going bad
0: uh i don't no know refrigeration yeah you'd uh, probably i guess have no. to you have a year so how many cycles of so if the animals were birthing <laughs> uh just as a thought I mean, uh, how many times do big mammals only once a year, right? Or maybe twice? Yeah. I don't know.
1: No, no. Once, one, a nine, yeah, once a year. Yeah, once a year. So they'd have kind of little
0: a... teeny Yeah, that wouldn't be sufficient. So they'd have to have like chickens laying eggs. They'd have to have because those would be fresh, right? But then, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. No that's...
1: way. No way to cook the egg. You'd have to just. Here's another thing. They they yeah. uh, push off. Got eight barges, and no no sails, no uh, navigational equipment, and all eight stay together somehow in the ocean. (laughs) Well, that's easy,
0: Dave. They had ropes. They just tied ropes between them. Come on, Smith
1: just left that out. Okay,
0: they had ropes.
1: Oh, that's an easy one. Why didn't I think
0: of that? Really strong ropes.
1: Two, two of them are underwater and, and the other six are on the surface and then the vice versa. And all this is going on. And
0: <laughs> wow. What no, a cluster. Seriously.
1: seriously <laughs> did he, did he think his audience was that gullible or. I guess he just not care. He just employs this thing, the gift and power of God. Whenever there's something that's just not explainable well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Mysterious, yes. Yeah, yeah. his ways are not our ways.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking the barges. Well, the barges must have been like the TARDIS in Doctor Who, bigger on the inside, right? So they're small, and they float on the water, but when you walk in, you're like, holy shit, it's it's big in here. So this is deceptive. It's a lot bigger inside. Maybe that was it. They were all like Tardises." Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, and it's a good thing God shied Jared away or brother Jared away from glass windows. I, I just keep going back to that too. Cause that would have been a disaster, you know, cause the glass would break. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah, I don't get it, bro. Yeah. I mean, that what we're asked to believe in that story. It, it's kind of like, being asked to believe in the Noah story and the same kind of logistics, right? I I mean, I
1: think it's easier to believe in Santa Claus actually, (laughs) at least there's a kind of a good outcome most of the time. Yeah. Unless you end up with the coal in your stocking. Unless you're naughty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I have a statement here. Uh, I, I love, I love ours. He, he wraps things up really well. Here's here's a kind of a, a statement in his book, Fantasy Versus Reality. Smith was not a scientist. His mind was not bound by scientific principles or even by reality. His only limitation was his own imagination. His world was supernatural and mystical. It included visions and dreams, steel bows, magic balls, <laughs> submarines lighted by glowing stones, An army of young supermen, battles of complete extermination, seduction of beautiful maidens, slippery treasures, mass conversions, and gold plates.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, he kind of went all over the place with that kind of a wrapping it up statement. Uh, And, and, you know, we talked about this last night, um, and I don't know if it's worthy of getting into too much, but... It is. It's very interesting. Uh, I've always been. um, eh, Maybe I better be careful what I'm going to say. It's going to say that I've always been quite inquisitive and and, uh, a seeker, uh, but maybe selectively. So what my question is, is how did I swallow this bag of shit? Yeah. All those years. How did I just suck it down and just allow myself to go? Ah, well. Doesn't really make any sense, but it's part of, it's part of the Book of Mormon, and the Book of Mormon's the most correct book on earth. So
0: hey, just because I don't understand it. <laughs> it's gotta be true. Yeah, God works in mysterious ways. He just wow. made it all happen. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting phenomenon, and it's probably worth a conversation by itself. This what is right. this psychological phenomenon that kind of enters people when you introduce them to this belief system if they have to be fully committed in believing there's no gray in in Mormonism right it's it's a hundred percent you believe yeah. if you believe it you believe everything right and so you're you're in this belief system and then sometime down the line you're asked to believe something like this like the story of the Jaredites as you're reading through the Book of Mormon and you and you think, you, all of the logical cylinders in your brain start to misfire, right? And they're like, "Wait a minute, this is not even possible." What's being talked about here? Right. But then something jumps to the rescue of that, and and says, "No, no, no, power of God, okay, Myst, you know, mysterious miracle." This, you this know. is
1: a good thought here. This this desire to believe in Mormonism can be overpowering it just has to be true but the minute a person acquires an intense need to believe something he or she loses her her objectivity her critical thinking skills she is no longer truly rational so mm. and that's as a result of this intense desire it it just has to be true because yeah. We don't know what to do if it's not, <laughs> Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a combination of a defense mechanism for, for it has to remain true to the uh, exactly. fear, a little fear in there of if it's not true, what would that mean? It would mean all these great things that I'm told about, you know, in, in the in the gospel are, are are at threat, right? Like they could not be true um yeah it, it makes sense right it's part of that so how yeah
1: how far down that uh series of questions uh, uh do you go we we brought this up before in other words the first question is well okay this this story just it sounds like complete fiction this is just actually just some bullshit it's not based in history and th- and so then what do you do then well uh so it got mistranslated or? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think it goes back or, to the title, the gift and power of God. Right. So, right. I mean, for me, I, that anytime I ran into something that was, that challenged logic, that challenged reason like that, I would just throw that up to this place in the sky where God controls everything. Right. Like God made it happen. Right. <laughs>
1: escape from reality by entering a fantasy world can become addictive enthusiasm for any political or religious ideology or even for the selling of some product is contagious and when reality begins to set in a person can just get a fix by going to another church meeting
0: yeah political
1: gathering or sales convention absolutely
0: good old arza right yeah that's yeah. right
1: yeah he's got some insight there and and uh I, I'm asking myself this as much as those who might be listening now. Uh, how far do you continue with that line of questioning? Okay, so this story just doesn't make any sense. Does that mean the entire book is not true? And if that's the case, see, it's immediately, it me- immediately goes to none of it's true.
0: Cascading. Yeah.
1: And the church created that themselves.
0: Yeah, it's they been did. Brought
1: up Many times in general conference, if the Book of Mormon is false, the whole thing is shit. It's all it's the arch, the keystone of Mormonism. And uh, it's so you don't have to go very far. If you if you're having a problem with the fact that Joseph may have been married to 30 or 40 women, (laughs) uh, some of them who were married and you go, well, wait a minute. There's all this historical evidence that that was true boom, the very next thought is shit. It, it must all be false.
0: Yeah, that's right. It, the church puts itself in that situation. Yes, yeah. it
1: sure does. Yeah, you I, can't pick and choose uh, from there. So there's that mechanism, as you said, that goes off and it says, just ignore that, please, mm-hmm. which is offensive to your not only your intellect uh, but your your sense of self. Yeah. Your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself has now been offended because I'm going to allow myself to do something I know is not right.
0: Yep. That's right. Yeah. and, And it's actually, I mean, it's that kind of mindset is defended sometimes within the church membership as being the stronger alternative, which is also kind of, uh, Interesting and and amazing to me. So, (laughs) someone would tell you, hey, you know, you're weaker because you're just not giving that up to faith or you're not giving that up to the power of God. You're limiting God and saying he couldn't do something like that. Right. And, and I would say now, as I look back, I'd say, well, no, I, I think what I'm saying is if there was a God that was controlling this, he would probably use logic. And science and and things to his benefit, right? He wouldn't subvert science or rationale or or logistics, valid logistics, to create what we might call magic or something, right? That's just not... Why would an all-powerful God even need to do that? Right, exactly. He could work the within the realm of science of and within science. Yeah,
1: he, being the master, uh, apparently according to Mormon teachings, all-knowing, all-powerful. Yeah, everywhere present, which yeah. is a very interesting idea. Uh, almost sounds like pantheism. Um, yeah. Right. But but then McConkie goes on to explain well. He's everywhere present simultaneously through the power of the Holy Spirit. So now we're into this nebulous shit again. Yeah. So the gift and power of fraud, from the very beginning, Joseph was a fraud. He was swindling people out of their money. Yeah. That's the first record of what we know the young man was involved in. And it never stopped.
0: That's right. That's right wow yeah wow. and and i would postulate we've brought this up before that he had no idea how big this would go no. I, I don't <laughs> think he had any wow. clue how successful his fraud would be um and it goes he, back to interestingly dave one of the things you brought up which is this desire by people to have something to hold on to like this this mm-hmm. has to be true this idea yeah. of eternal families and the three kingdoms mm-hmm. and you know all this. This has oh, I want this to be true. Well, yeah. wanting something to be true can really be a danger to your, like you said, to yourself, rational. to rational your rational, your logical thinking, yeah. critical
1: thinking, uh, yeah. uh, and and just actually uh, as you just said there, um, creating um, instability. Uh, what is the uh, what in the hell's wrong with me? The word. <laughs> The word for two contradicting things. Cognitive dissonance. Yes. What's wrong with me? I uh, My brain it, it is, uh, it goes around and my mouth can't keep up. I understand Whatever.
0: that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So um, that that's it. Just that one story. And there's dozens right from the very beginning of the Book of Mormon. Yeah. We're, we're into some nonsense immediately things that are not historically accurate things that are not scientifically verifiable and and it it feels the book it it's yeah. littered throughout its pages the these anachronisms um, yeah. so I think for some people it actually makes the book more interesting <laughs> like, Mark Twain said, this is like chloroform in print. <laughs> That's what he called it. Because it was just boring and repetitious and yeah. nonsensical and didn't have a, a working. You got to remember, there was also the Mulekites. That was a third group yeah, of people. That was a third
0: group of people that came over. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- right. why
1: Joseph got on this role, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, wow. Yeah. He set himself up for... He confused himself with this stuff, trying to keep logical. Con- you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, continual uh, uh, dialogue, or you know, a story. Yes. Where it's all interwoven now, and it's a, it's it, at one point everybody's lost in the woods.
0: <laughs> Is that, we're all so
1: screwed up. We don't know where the hell we're coming or going. Or.
0: It gets confusing. Yeah, it does. It's like this group finds that group and then they all, I think they all become one group after a while, right? Except for the Jaredites who are pretty much dead. Um, But yeah, the Mulekites and the, yeah, all the Ites. (laughs) So
1: again, where where in history have you ever heard of a battle where everyone is exterminated except for one man, except you get that twice in the Book of Mormon,
0: yeah, it doesn't happen, No. yeah, it doesn't that's... happen uh the victor almost always has an inordinately more an inordinately bigger number than the oh, yeah. loser uh it doesn't it it makes for good drama to to fight 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 whittle down each side only has one guy left, you know. But from a, from a logistics point of view in warfare, that's just about impossible. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't and, happen.
1: And it, yeah. it gives us a peek into the mind of Smith, not only his fantastic imagination, but his freaking mental illness, I guess. I mean, you've got battle after battle, people eating each other. It, and this is out of the fertile mind of this man who says he's a servant of God. Why, why would he include shit
0: like that? I don't know. Yeah. That's (laughs) yeah. You're talking about like when the Lamanites kidnapped the daughters. Well, that's one instance. Yeah. And they, they raped them and ate them and all that kind of, yeah, yeah. that came out of, yeah, that's a dark, that's a dark mind. Yeah. That's, I mean, he could have went utopian with the whole
1: story. Yeah. Instead. And, And, uh, you got the third Nephi, where apparently Jesus shows up, and by the way, there's no sign of any massive deformation of the whole world at that time in history.
0: Yeah, that's.
1: They're, they had an okay. earthquake in Jerusalem, apparently, when uh, uh, Christ died. An earthquake.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> not not worldwide cataclysms and three days of darkness and whatever. Yeah, what a, yeah. it goes on and on yeah. and
0: on. Well, I think that's it. You know, let's let's. Uh, yeah, that's that's some good stuff, and it all came by the gift and power of God. I mean, fraud, um, fraud. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there you have it. Fun stuff to talk about. Uh, we could talk all day about the anachronisms in the Book of Mormon and just and wouldn't right. it
1: wouldn't it be a real? Think about how difficult it would be to be an apologist for the church and be faced with these glaring errors and, and mistakes and anachronisms and have to try to cover that shit up.
0: Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a rotten job. <laughs> no, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. It, it's just, uh, that's why you see this move and it'll be interesting to continue to see how this develops. Departures in in the church from concepts like translation to concepts like just direct revelation, and yeah. departure from history to uh, story, right? Mm-hmm. And and these kinds of concepts I think will continue, and I don't think it would be too surprising if in the future, uh, you know, jump forward some X number of years. And the leadership in the church is describing the Book of Mormon as an inspired and revealed collection of stories. Yeah, that teach good morals, right? I
1: totally see
0: something like that. Yeah, as opposed to Uh, history. Yeah,
1: as as the church continues to hemorrhage members. Yeah, regardless, um, it would be interesting to know. Like, was it forty thousand? That that the one guy uh, was working yeah I think it?
0: over forty thousand now submissions. Okay, uh,
1: just just take that group and that was from two thousand fifteen, was it?
0: Yeah, well, that's when it started. I think now. Okay. We could go to the site. I think it has a tally on the website of how many people have submitted their so resignations.
1: Yeah. I'll bet those people would be willing to to look at a questionnaire and just say, please state the reasons. Mm-hmm. you know starting with the the primary reason and secondary reasons for your departure from the church i, I think it would be interesting i, I would have to uh, assume that a large part of it would be similar yeah for sure history history, history. of the church history would the be church. right at the top yeah um
0: and then on and on and on yeah, yeah we could <laughs> but, run a little poll a little poll on our website if anybody visited right. our website gosh yeah woe is us thanks (laughs) listeners we love you and we'll check in with you guys again next week have a good week all righty bye-bye